Um, before I get started, I wanted to take one second to just introduce my, my beautiful family to you. Would you? Brooklyn looks like she could be one of ours. <laughs> okay, so this is my handsome husband, Travis. I just wanted you to meet them all, and this is my Uriah. Okay, come on. This is Uriah. This is Troy. This is Elliot. Elliot, can you wave? <laughs> and then this is little Faith. Faith, can you wave? No, not yet. All right, well, I just wanted you to meet my family. Oh, let's move over all together here and Luke can get a good picture. All right, thank you. All right, babe, you can take her. I know, I know, Mama. Elliot, you go that way, my baby, that way. Well, I want to take a moment and I want to thank my parents for this opportunity. My parents are my role models. You know, they are generals in the faith. And not only are they generals in the faith to so many around the world and what you can see on the stage, but I've had the honor and the, priv and the privilege. I really feel like God blessed me with allowing me to be their daughter because I've got to see them how they live at home, and their daily life, their daily walk continues to inspire me and encourage me. So I'm just, I'm eternally grateful for my parents, and mom and dad, thank you for the privilege and the honor to stand at your, at your pulpit. I'm so grateful. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, I come into your presence. Thank you for this opportunity to share your story, to shine for you, to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. Holy Spirit, come and speak through me now. Think through my mind. Anoint me for this time. Thank you that your word will go out and encourage your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I want to share my journey. It was a journey of faith. And as I was writing this story and my journey and preparation for today, I thought, Lord, there are so many parts of my story that could be shared as an entire message on their own. So as I share, I'm praying that little nuggets will drop, drop into your heart and encourage you. So having children never came easy for us. It was a faith journey from the start. For each child... I climbed a faith mountain. Now, there were times on each mountain that I was climbing that I felt sheer exhaustion or moments where I felt completely overwhelmed. And it was in those moments that I found my strength and my courage in the Word of God. And I leaned on those closest to me for encouragement and for support. I'm not sure how many of you today in the room, perhaps husbands and wives, you have experienced that or you are experiencing that. Perhaps you overcame great difficulty to have a child or you're currently in the middle of great difficulty trusting God to have a child. Well, in 2008, 
Travis and I decided we were excited and ready for the journey of parenthood. Although I'm not sure that you're ever ready until you have children. Um, So after a year of not conceiving, we went to a fertility specialist and they ran all the tests and they said that I had PCOS and that I would never conceive on my own, but I would need to do in vitro. So we believe in doctors and I was grateful for the results, but we also believe in divine healing. And I knew that that was something that the Lord could heal me from. So Travis and I prayed and fasted for a week, and we came to church, and we were ready and expectant, ready to receive our healing. So my parents prayed for us, and that very next month, Uriah was conceived, and he was born in November 2010, total and complete miracle. Well, when Uriah was about one years old, I fell pregnant with our second son, Troy. Now, Troy's pregnancy was the hardest out of the four. I had overwhelming anxiety that made me physically sick. I was in bed for seven months. I had so many health challenges that it was a miracle that I did not miscarry Troy. I had scriptures throughout my house so that everywhere I went in my home, the word of God was staring me in the face because fear that I would never be healthy and happy again, tried to grip me. Now that season is, an, is a message entirely on its own. So after Troy was born in 2013, although my symptoms improved from not being pregnant anymore, they were still there. Not only that, but now Uriah and Troy were constantly getting sick cough, sneezy nose, congestion, and we didn't know what was going on with them. So one day, my dad called me and he said, Candace, the Lord told me that you have black mold in your home. And so we had the house tested, and sure enough, the house was riddled with black mold. We had to have several rooms completely gutted down to the studs and scrubbed. Now, if any of you have had black mold in your home, you know that it is no joke getting mold out of your home. I don't know if you've experienced that. Well, so began our journey of healing. We had to go through several detoxes to cleanse our bodies. Well, during this time, the Lord laid it on my heart that we were supposed to have a little girl. So shortly after that, Uriah came to me, he was about three years old at the time, and he said, Mommy, I prayed and asked God for a sister. Sorry, I don't know, I just need to shake it off. I feel like the devil's trying to get me all jittery, and he's a liar, so be gone with you, devil. I'm going to take a brief, deep breath and start again. Yeah, what the heck is going on here? So... I'm calm, cool, collected. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Okay, so Uriah comes to me. He's three years old, and he says he's prayed and asked God for a sister. So I was like, okay, this is confirmation that the Lord wants me to believe him for a little girl. So in 2015, I felt pregnant, and I was praising God. I was thanking him that this was the daughter that he had promised us. Well, at 13 weeks, we lost that child. We were all devastated. 
we didn't understand what had happened. Now, I know there are couples here today that understand the heartache of a miscarriage. Well, my OB, she told me to wait three months and try again. And we did that. And then we had my second miscarriage. And then my third miscarriage. And one day I was talking to my dad and I said, Dad, I just don't understand. Why am I trusting God for healing in my body? And yet I keep having these miscarriages. And so he said to me, stop trusting God for healing and ask him for wisdom. And so I did that. Within two weeks of praying and asking the Lord for wisdom, two separate ladies that didn't know each other at the time came to me and told me about the same holistic practitioner and his success with helping women have healthy pregnancies. So I just knew that the Lord wanted me to go and see him. Well, he ran all my blood work and did a bunch of tests and he said, you know, all you need is vitamin B and progesterone. Well, I was praising God because he had led me to the reason why I kept miscarrying and then also to the solution. It had been four long years of healing in my body, losing three babies, weeping and pressing into God. And I just knew that the dream I'd been carried in my heart, I'd been carrying in my heart, was about to be birthed in the natural. So in October 2017, I preached at my parents' annual church conference in South Africa. Well, I got up in front of thousands of people and I declared that I was pregnant with a little girl. I was using my faith. I was speaking out in faith. Well, when we got home to America, guess what? I found out I was pregnant. I was so excited. Here was the little girl that God had promised me. So at 18 weeks, we go for the ultrasound, and the nurse says, it's a boy. And since we had two boys, I knew what that ultrasound looked like, and there was no denying she was right. My heart sank. I actually burst out crying right then and there. I had a million questions go through my mind. Lord, what happened? Now, please know I wasn't sad about the boy I was pregnant with. He's my child, and of course, I, I love him. But how did I miss it so badly? I was so sure that I was, I was pregnant with my little girl. Have you ever been in a similar situation where you think, Lord, did I just seriously miss it? What's happening? Has anybody ever asked that question? Well, after Elliot was born in 2019, I spiraled into a very low and dark place. I couldn't understand what had happened. How come my faith didn't work for me? Now, I had to have C-sections and my recoveries were very hard. So my OB at the time, she recommended that we don't have any more children. And Travis, who was happy with just two boys, now he had three boys. He was delighted and had no desire for a fourth child. I felt like all hope of ever having my promised little girl was completely gone. I began to question the Lord. The devil came in and had a field day in my mind. 
The enemy came in like a flood. Soon, I found it hard to read my Bible because to be honest, I didn't know if I believed his promises anymore. I didn't know if he would truly do what his word says he would do. Every area of my faith became affected. I questioned healing, I questioned health, financial blessing, protection, any area you would need to use your faith, I questioned. The only area I didn't question was my salvation. But this is a very dangerous place to be. How can you believe God for protection or healing for your children or anything for your family if you don't know that you believe his promises anymore? How can one even believe that he is a good God who loves us if we don't believe his word anymore? So one day I said to myself, I said, okay, Candace, you either believe that the word of God is truth or you don't. And so I sat down and I wrote out every single time the Lord had answered our prayers. I made a list of answered prayers. And every morning I would wake up and I would meditate on those answered prayers because I was building my faith that the Lord answers prayers. Now, I got to a place where I said, Lord, even if you never give me my little girl that you promised me, you are more than enough for me. I believe coming to that point was critical for me. Surrendering all and saying, Lord, I love you more than any gift you could ever give me. You are more than enough. See, I'd become so consumed with his promise that when it didn't happen, when I thought it would, and my life looked different to how I thought it should, I allowed the enemy to come in and lie to me about my heavenly father. And I entertained those lies. Have you ever found yourself in a similar situation where things didn't play out the way you expected it to and it rocked your world? Well, I repented for questioning his faithfulness and his goodness. I knew that my heavenly father loved me and I wanted to get back to a place of loving him for him and not only for his blessings and his gifts. So one day I started noticing the numbers 1111 and 111. Now, I would look at the time at 1111 and 1101. I'd be driving in my car, 1111, 1111. My kitchen oven, 1111, 1111. License plates numbers, street addresses, phone numbers. I mean, you name it. I was seeing these numbers. So one day I said to my husband, I said, babe, this sounds crazy, but I think God's speaking to me through numbers. Now, at the time, I didn't know anyone that the Lord spoke through numbers. I had never even heard of this concept. Of course, God can do anything, but I was like, this is strange. So February 1st, 2021, I was up late one night with Elliot, our third boy, because he was really sick. And I looked at the time, and it was 11, 11 p.m. 
And I had this overwhelming sense of urgency, like you need to find out what the numbers mean now or you're going to miss something that the Lord's trying to communicate to you. So I stopped and I said, okay, Lord, you know I'm blonde. And so I need you to make it really clear what you're trying to tell me. Okay, Lord, like really clear. So that that night, in the middle of the night, it was 3 a.m., Elliot woke up and he's coughing. So I'm doing a steam shower with him to help relieve the congestion. And I have the worship music playing and I'm just praying and worshiping in the shower with him. And um, I thought... YouTube scriptures on 11.11. Now, that is like really, you know, spiritual to go to YouTube for direction. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I YouTube scriptures 11.11. So this guy comes up and he goes, the Lord's been talking to me through 11.11 and it's Hebrews 11.11. So immediately open up my Bible, Hebrews 11.11. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and too old, nix that part, she believed <laughs> she believed that God would keep his promise. I thought, okay, Lord, you're speaking to me. So I go to Hebrews 11.1, because that's the other number I was seeing. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. Wow. I said, Lord, you're telling me to believe you once again for my little girl. Because to be honest, I had completely buried that dream. I said, okay, Lord, I believe that you're talking to me and you want me to believe you, but help my unbelief. Has anybody ever prayed that prayer? The Lord led me to read 1 John 5, 14, and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have, we know that we have what we asked of him. So this was my second confirmation that the Lord was speaking to me. I sat there and I said, Lord, I know you want me to believe you for my little girl. But Lord, my faith is so shaky. So that day, I listened to a message, um, Dutch Sheets, Give Him 15 podcast. He shared about a dream that this lady, Julie Myers, had had. Now, in this particular dream, Julie saw seven ambulances lined up, each with flashing lights. Growing very concerned, she walked up to see what was going on. Well, when she looked inside, she saw a patient laying on a stretcher and an an attendant working feverishly trying to restart the patient's heart. Well, she knew that the attendant was an angel working on this person laying there. So she went from ambulance to ambulance finding the same thing until one of the angels turned to her and said, it's the intercessors. Intercessors have prayed for years for revival, but revival had not yet materialized. Many of them have experienced what Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred. This passage teaches how hope deferred has made the hearts sick. Well, as Julie's dream continued, 
Suddenly, one of the intercessors shouted, I found a heartbeat, but it's very faint. The other angels grew excited because they, they asked, what did you do? They wanted to do the same thing for their, for their intercessors. The first angel said, tell the old stories. When I started telling her stories of what God had done in the past, her heart started to beat. With that, these heavenly attendants began speaking to the intercessors about the first great awakening, the second great awakening, and other outpourings of the Holy Spirit. And as they did that, all of the hearts of the intercessors began to beat again. At this point in the dream, an angel looked at Julie and said to her, tell the old stories of, God, of what God has done in the past. Tell the intercessors to put themselves in the storyline because the old stories are also their stories. I thought, well, that was an interesting dream. Well, the next morning I'm meditating on Hebrews 11, 11 and all this that the Holy Spirit has revealed in my heart. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. And the Holy Spirit said to me, write your name in the stories of old. Take out Sarah's name and put your name in that story. Once again, wow. I knew that the Lord was speaking to me and that he wanted me to believe him for our little girl. So I went to Travis, and I was so excited to share all of this that the Lord had unpacked it in the last few days. I was just so excited. So I go to him, and I was like, babe, I mean, just listen to what the Lord has done. And he listens, and he goes, mm-hmm, that's great, great, but we're not having a fourth child. And he proceeds to tell me all the logical and very valid reasons why we should be very happy with three healthy children, and a fourth child was out of the question. So I said to him, okay, babe, please go and just pray about it. And if the Lord tells you, no, he doesn't have a fourth child, I promise I'll never speak of a fourth child again. But I also want to know that you have earnestly and genuinely prayed. And I never nagged him one time because wives, we don't nag at all. Um, Just saying. So he came to me and he said, okay, I've prayed about it. My head still says no, but my heart says yes. So around that time, sadly, my father-in-law had passed away, and Travis was in his dad's closet just looking through his stuff, thinking about his dad, and he came across his dad's watch, and the time on the watch had stopped. And Travis thought, you know, isn't that amazing? My dad's time on earth is gone, and then the time on his watch has also stopped. And he looked at the time, and it stopped at 11.11. That was God's indication to Travis that he was going to give us a little girl. Amen. Well, in March, I fell pregnant. So the Lord told me February 1st, and March, I was pregnant. Thank you, Jesus. Now, every day, I would meditate on Hebrews 11.11 and 11.1 to keep my faith up. Well, the second I found out that I was pregnant, the enemy came in like a flood, reminding me of all my past miscarriages, trying to put fear in my mind. The devil was relentless. 
Have you ever experienced that? When you're walking out a promise that the Lord has given you, and you're walking out the fulfillment of it, and man, the enemy comes in like World War III with lies and fear. So one day I called my dad and I said, Dad, am I in lack of faith because I keep having all these negative thoughts flood my mind? And my dad said to me, you can't stop the enemy shooting fiery darts into your mind. You can resist them or ignore them, but don't allow them to drop into your heart by speaking them. See, it's not a lack of faith if you have negative thoughts, but speaking them allows them to drop into your heart, and then that becomes a lack of faith. He gave me these five points. He said, one, your faith is determined by what comes out your mouth. Two, your head has nothing to do with it. Three, Jesus said, if you believe in your heart, and you said with your mouth, it will come to pass, Mark eleven twenty three. Four, Jesus said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Luke six forty five, And five, your words will tell you if you are in faith or not not your thoughts. So in order to overcome and counteract the machine gun thoughts that the enemy would try and put in my mind, I meditated on those scriptures throughout the day, day in and day out. Well, one morning, the Holy Spirit woke me up at about 5 a.m. and he began to teach me about Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. Confidence. What does that mean? The feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. A firm trust. The state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Doesn't that make the whole scripture come alive? Okay, well, what does assurance mean? A positive declaration intended to give confidence, a promise. How awesome is that now? So as the Holy Spirit is teaching me about all of this, I thought to myself, I thought, you know, this child that I'm pregnant with was completely conceived out of faith. And the Holy Spirit said to me, her name is Faith. Now, this was at a time that we didn't know, like we didn't have any ultrasound or blood work to prove that it was a girl. I just knew the promise the Lord had given me. Well, shortly after that, we found out it was a girl. And of course, we named her Faith. And Faith was born in November 2021. Eight years, eight years after God had promised me a little girl, three miscarriages and an extra beautiful boy. My promise was fulfilled. Now, looking back, of course, I knew that we were supposed to have Elliot, and the Lord knew that if he had given us faith as our third, we wouldn't have a fourth child. So he snuck Elliot in there because he knew that he would get me 
to believe him again for our daughter. And I've never felt more fulfilled and complete with each child that the Lord has placed in our home. Now, God also introduced me to the whole world of numbers, which I am finding fascinating. And he speaks to me daily through the avenue of numbers. See, sometimes the Lord lays a promise on our heart, but the journey, it doesn't go the way we think it will. It doesn't look the way we think it should. Sometimes it feels as, as if that promise or that word that he spoke over us feels so unattainable and out of reach. But I want to encourage you to stay the course. Hold on to the word of God. Meditate on your scriptures day and night because he is faithful. And in due time, you will see the fulfillment of that promise birthed in the natural Now, if you're here today and you haven't been able to fall pregnant, or the doctors told you that you won't be able to fall pregnant, but you desire to be a mom, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to the stage right now, and I would like to pray for you. Is there anybody here that would like to have a baby? Come to the front. No. Okay. So... If you're here today and you have a dream in your heart that you feel like you have let die and you would like me to pray with you, just stand up where you are. You don't have to come to the front. Just stand up where you are and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that the Lord is going to give you new direction, insight, wisdom to show you how to achieve that dream. Is everybody standing that has it, that wants, okay, stand up. All right, if you have a dream, we're going to ask the Lord to give you wisdom and insight and direction on how to achieve that dream. Say this prayer with me. Father God, please forgive me for not trusting you, for growing weary in my faith and letting my dream die. I repent. From today, Father, I believe that you are guiding me, leading me step by step, showing me how to accomplish this dream. Thank you for bringing the right people and relationships into my life to fulfill this dream. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.